It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. David Harrison will return later this week. As a matter of fact, on the next episode with a crossover Thursday edition of LOWFT as we get you set for the Washington football team and the Denver Broncos. We thank you for making LOWFT your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And away we go. Coming up. Super Bowl 50 champion and former Washington Redskin offensive tackle and Denver Bronco offensive tackle Tyler Columbus joins us, uh, who is now a afternoon drive radio host in Denver covering the Denver Broncos, but of course, again, played for the Washington football team slash Redskins for uh, a period of about four years. That's still to come. But a couple of news items real quickly. Dustin Hopkins has found a new home. He signs on with the Los Angeles Chargers. Good for Hop. Uh, glad to see him quickly land in a spot. Also, Roger Goodell has spoke to the media in New York at the owners' meetings. And once again, Roger Goodell has made himself a convenient target and he should be heavily criticized as he is being Roger Goodell said this I do think he meaning Dan Snyder he's been held accountable for it meaning the investigation and the organization has been held accountable and I think given an unprecedented fine he thinks given an unprecedented? Okay. Uh, Dan Snyder has not been involved with the organization for now almost four months, but he's not suspended. The NFL said he was not suspended. The organization said he was not suspended, but he hasn't been involved in the organization for now almost four months, even though he goes to games. We obviously have focused more on making sure the policies that they had, many of which they put into place prior to this investigation, but also coming out of it, were put in place that they will be maintained and that we can assure that will happen at this organization. That quote doesn't exactly make sense, but I assume what Roger Goodell is talking about is all of the different recommendations that Beth Wilkinson made Enforcing those, monitoring those, regulating those, fixing what they can fix and monitor as opposed to what they ignored for 20 plus years and what they allowed to happen. Listen, I worked for Dan Snyder indirectly for five years. Uh, again, he, he treated me fine. This this isn't about me. Uh, this is just about what's right and what's wrong. And this organization has been very wrong for a long time. Ron and and Jason are trying to clear this up and clean this up 
and having to do it at an unprecedented time. This is not against them. This is not to derail them. This stuff just keeps coming up. And it's not going to go away. So the notion that I should stop talking about it or stop caring about it or stop fighting for what's right, fair, uh, not only for the Washington football team, but the NFL. I'm more, I mean, the Washington football team was a complete unmitigated disaster for 20 plus years. I'm just as mad, if not madder, at the NFL for shielding and protecting and having the arrogance to basically give a double middle finger to anyone and everyone that cares about what's right. What's right? That was not a good work environment. I know. I was in the building for 275 days a year for five years. I know that. I saw it. I heard it. People confided in me. They still confide in me. It was not good. And a $10 million fine and a slap on the wrist is not good enough. Not good enough. All right. Tyler Columbus is, again, a longtime NFL offensive lineman, eight years in the league, a Super Bowl 50 champion, and a darn good dude. You can listen to him on The Fan in Denver. And he, of course, played for the Washington football team slash Redskins and Denver Broncos, again, winning Super Bowl 50, ironically, against Ron Rivera and the Carolina Panthers. He joins us right here, right now, for a multi-part conversation as we look forward to Week 8 in the National Football League. Tyler, how are you, pal? Chris, it's always good to be with you, buddy. I'm doing all right. You know, unfortunately, neither one of our teams are any good, so uh, (laughs) we're, we're just dealing with that. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make getting calls and passion and all that stuff. I mean, there's passion, I'm sure from anger, but you right. know, you know, you might remember from around here from your playing days, what were you here? Four years, Tyler? Uh, yeah, I was out there 2011 through 15, I okay. think, something like that. <laughs> so almost four years, full four full years. Like sometimes there's so much animosity and so much frustration and, and so much uh, apathy at times that it makes it worse on the players, on the coaches, on the culture, because the fans are so agitated. Is it the same way out there where I know they're frustrated and they're used to winning and they're, they're used to having the Peyton Mannings and the John Elways, but it's been a hard time finding that next cornerstone quarterback and there's been too much losing and you know Fangio's fighting for his job. Is it the same way in terms of the fan reaction out there? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's been bad, Chris. You know, really since the Super Bowl, uh, you know, I retired after 2015 when we won the Super Bowl. And it's been uh, really a hot mess ever since. So, you know, you can only do the burn it down radio so much before even that gets old for us. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, at some point, you got to start finding solutions. I do think that uh, everything is really hot out here right now, meaning, uh, yeah, of course, all the uh, the coaches are on the hot seat. I don't think anybody's going to get fired midseason season because we we don't have an owner and we're going through a transition there that will be completed in the off season at some point uh, that will come to a conclusion this year but uh, until that happens 
you know, it, 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 as bad as it's been here, it's really going to take uh, it being significantly worse for there to be some sort of uh, in-season change. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. You know, started out 3-0, and but uh, Broncos played the three worst teams in the NFL. And I'm not going to lie, I was kind of buying into it. Ted Bridgewater was playing great football, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, now it's uh, it's been the great slide ever since. <laughs> yeah, four in a row, including the Thursday night loss uh, to a really beat up uh, Cleveland team. Uh, before we get into what happened in that game and the injuries and all that, uh, Tyler, you just mentioned Teddy Bridgewater, um, you know, sub 200 yards, 23 of 33 last Thursday night against a still pretty good defense, you know, couple of touchdowns, one interception. I mean, the, the raw numbers, not horrible by any means. Is he, A, definitely the starter this week and no change, even if he performs or struggles, say, in the first half? Or is there some question that they could go back to Drew Locke at some point here? Well, let me, let me start with this. Uh, I'm, I'm a Teddy fan. Uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. Uh, after the first three weeks, it looked like he was darn near playing elite. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't expect that to continue. Uh, I expected him to revert to the the means of his career at some point, and he has. So we're at a point now where he's playing closer to how he has uh, really over the entirety of his career, which is average quarterback play. That's what it is. If everything is great around him, you can win football games. If uh, everything is not great around him, well, you're going to struggle. Uh, he is the starting quarterback. Uh, Vic Fangio is going to he's going to go down with Teddy. Uh, I, I highly doubt that Vic Fangio will ever make a move from Teddy Bridgewater. If a move is made, I think that comes from above Vic's head. Mm. That probably comes from George Payton. But, you know, honestly, I, I don't know that George Payton really cares all too much to get another look at Drew Locke. Uh, I do think personally they're at a point in the season where you say, hey, Teddy's job was to keep this team competitive. And as long as they were competitive, then keep rolling with them. But if they're not competitive, what's the point, right? And, and so even though I say I'm a huge Teddy fan, uh, I don't think he deserves to be benched, but I would make a move to Drew Locke simply because, simply why not, you know, do something different, try something else. And honestly, if you're George Payton, it gives you one last look, one last evaluation before you get to the offseason and you got to solve the quarterback problem. I think the last time we uh, caught up, Tyler, was right after after they made the decision to go with Teddy over uh, uh, Drew Locke. And I remember you saying you were a big Teddy Bridgewater guy. I am as well, certainly over Drew Locke. Um, And you just mentioned the future, and it doesn't seem like it's a bright one for Drew Locke as a recent former second-round pick. What do you think, um, in a nutshell, has gone wrong uh, for him, I thought he was a little overhyped coming out, to be honest with you. But I, I, I thought I was happy that he didn't go in the first round. I thought, well, maybe they got good value, you know, in the second round. Maybe he can develop. Where, why hasn't he developed? Why are they so seemingly out? And where you say Vic is, you know, might go down with with Teddy Bridgewater and George Payton doesn't seem to be in that much of a rush to see what he's got in Drew Locke. Well, there, there's a lot there, Chris. Uh, the biggest deal has been turnovers with Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's, he's turned it over at an alarming rate. <laughs> I believe he had 15 last year, if I remember correctly, and that's just too much. You can't win football games doing that. And we've got a defensive-minded head coach 
who all he really cares about is an offense that doesn't put his defense in a bad spot and doesn't uh, give him bad field position. Well, that's uh, not going to be the type of quarterback he's going to align with. Now, uh, I would agree with you that he was probably not worth a first rounder. However, it would be interesting. You always look back on it and you say, well, what if, what if he was drafted in the first round, right? Mm -hmm. And if he was drafted in the first round, uh, I can almost guarantee you he's still the quarterback because you're going to try to see it through with the first rounder and you're going to want to make it work because you got the fifth year option and all those sorts of things. But all that being said, uh, with John Elway, uh, really just got the title, but he's not really around. Uh, he doesn't uh, he doesn't really have uh, Drew Locke's back, and nor does he have really any say around here anymore, despite the fact that he's collecting a whole lot of money. Um, <laughs> there's uh, there's there's it's just it's a situation where Drew doesn't have a ton of supporters in the building. Yeah, um, you just mentioned John Elway. And, and again, I know they hired Peyton. Uh, Vic is, you know, fighting for his job as many coaches are besides not being able to find the heir apparent to Peyton Manning. Um, and, and obviously they struggled even before they brought in Peyton to find the next John Elway. Why have things gone sour in terms of John's presence in the organization? Because for a couple of years there, and if I'm not mistaken, when you guys won Super Bowl 50, you know, John was obviously very involved and influential. What has happened yeah. there with the, the whole ownership mess, Tyler? Well, hey, man, I've got a lot of reasons to be grateful to John Elway. So I'll start with that. I mean, he brought me in, uh, brought me back uh, to my hometown. I was able to win a Super Bowl uh, with, uh, with him at, at, at the helm. So uh, I'll always be grateful to John Elway. But uh, ever since then, things have not been good. So, you know, he got Peyton. That was the best thing he ever did, uh, Peyton Manning. And uh, we got two Peytons around here. It gets confusing. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> right. you know, when he, he brought in Peyton Manning, and that was obviously the best thing he ever did. Uh, ever since then, it's been a swing and a miss at QB. Uh, drafted Paxton Lynch in the first round. Didn't work out. That was really the biggest mistake that John ever made. And then it's been chasing. It's been swinging. You got Drew Locke in the second round. Still didn't work out. So, unfortunately for John, uh, his, his recent history has not been good. You know, he is um, – I'm, I'm not going to say people are trying to run him out of town, but uh, they're ready for they're ready for change for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, he's still John Elway. He'll go down as the greatest Bronco of all time, uh, and and he'll always have that. But his recent history as a GM has been uh, leaving some to be desired for sure. All right, once again, that is part one of my pal, Tyler Columbus. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. David Harrison returns with a Crossover Thursday episode. But we want to tell you guys and you Washington football fans about an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store, Google Play right now. I have it. David has it. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. It works. And get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. Guys, that's 50 cents cash back on your first fill up. Why pay full price at the pump anymore? Here in Northern Virginia, they're charging $3.25 a gallon. I mean, the savings alone are going to take you well under $3 a gallon, right? Who doesn't want that? So download it now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Again, get up to $0.50 cents gallon, uh, uh, per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are saving as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And there's no catch. The cash goes right back to your account. 
You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon, other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Thanks for making LOWFT your first listen each and every day. You know we've got you covered on all things WFT, but with the trade deadline right around the corner, don't miss our live NFL trade deadline show. Reaction to every move, plus a second half season preview and much more. Catch the show live 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on November the 2nd on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. All right, here's part two of my conversation with Tyler Columbus, again, Super Bowl 50 champion, afternoon host in Denver and former Washington and Denver offensive lineman. The rest of this team, I mean, obviously they were built on defense, so let's start there. I know Vaughn's banged up. He didn't finish the game last Thursday night. Don't know his status moving forward. Maybe you have something on that. I know they just acquired Kenny Young from the Rams yesterday because they're so beat up at linebacker. I I read, and I'm not sure if this is true, uh, Tyler, uh, that Fuller has been really disappointing at corner, uh, and, and I know he was one of their big free agent additions, and they went heavy at corner. Give me a spin around this defense from your perspective, if you don't mind. Yeah, defense started out great the first three weeks. We were one of the top defenses in the league. We are the highest-paid defense in the NFL. That's literal. We've got the highest-paid secondary in the NFL. That is literal. And we've been highly disappointing in the last few weeks uh, all around. So we've got a secondary that is way underperforming right now. Uh, Fuller got benched. He's uh, been replaced by Darby, who you guys know well. Um, and Darby, you know, to me, he's, he's, he's okay. He's a good quarterback, corner. Uh, but he's not a he's probably not a true number one. And uh, Patrick Sertan is uh, learning and growing, trying to develop into that. So right now we've got the highest paid secondary in the NFL. It's been pretty disappointing. Vaughn will be back uh, from what he said. Uh, sounds like he's going to be playing in the game against Washington. Mm-hmm. So I would expect him to be out there. He had a really hot start to the season, uh, was playing fantastic football. Uh, but it's really been kind of quiet over the last couple of weeks. So uh, honestly, Our offense is not good, uh, but they're kind of timely, whereas our defense has been much better statistically. But when it comes down to it, when the game's on the line, uh, the defense has had issues. So, you know, you look at the game last week. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it yet or not, but against the Browns. And 
the 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 offense was bad. Uh, you walked away with uh, only 14 points on the game, so that's not good enough. But they turned it on at the end of the game, and 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 they had two really good drives when they needed it. Uh, and then the defense, we got the ball, or the Browns got the ball with five and a half minutes left. They were up by three points. Uh, had the ball on their own 20 or something like that. And all we needed to do was get a stop. You could even let him get a first down or two. We just couldn't get it done. So, right. uh, unfortunately, Vic Fangio's defense let him march all the way down the field, eat up the entirety of the clock. We never got the ball back, and the defense has been frustrating. Uh, you know, it sounds, quite mm-hmm. honestly, like a lot of what we're dealing with here. I mean, on the field, obviously, there's the whole mess, as you know, about uh, off the field. But, I mean, very highly paid defense, a lot of resources, four straight first-round picks on the defensive line. You know, they signed William Jackson III for $14 million a year. Uh, you know, Kendall Fuller came back a year and a half ago. Landon Collins makes a ton of money. They don't know what to do with him. Jamin Davis, a first-round pick. And nobody can get a stop when they need it, you know? I mean, yep. I mean, yep. they, their best game, quite honestly, Tyler, was, was last Sunday at Lambeau Field against Aaron Rodgers. But, uh, I mean, the feeling that I had watching that game, I don't know if you saw any of the highlights or any of the game yet, is, is, you know, Aaron Rodgers was just kind of like, you know, jabbing at them and just kind of toying with them. And anytime mm-hmm. he wanted, he could have turned it on and they, they just had what they needed and they got the 24 points and that, and that was it. There were some bright spots, but like, it's amazing, right? When you build your team around a great unit, one great unit, like Vic and Denver has tried to like Ron and Washington has tried to. Not only is it subpar or disappointing, but it's it, it's a miserable failure at times, if not all the time. And that's where you're yep. really screwed. Yep, yep. It's, uh, it's, it's really frustrating, man. You know, unfortunately, we're both sitting here uh, probably looking at each other as, uh, as it's the get-right game. Right. <laughs> Washington's looking at Denver like it's the get-right game, and Denver's yep. looking at Washington like it's the get-right game. There's not too many games left on the schedule that the Broncos are looking at. Like, uh, well, I shouldn't say the Broncos are, but we in the media are looking at like it's uh, very winnable. But certainly you do look at Washington. You say, hey, man, uh, you got to win this one. Right. If, 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 if you can't win this one, uh, when else is it going to come? You got the Lions. Okay. I, I, I guess in theory, they'll still be winless. But really, when it comes down to it, if you can't win this, when are you ever going to get right? No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Broncos and the Washington football team this Sunday out in the Mile High City. Tyler Palumba, Super Bowl 50 champion with us uh, on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Um, who else should we worry about, uh, meaning from a Washington perspective, uh, on offense? Obviously, we covered Bridgewater. I mean, uh, I know you got a, a decent running back combo between Gordon and Williams. Cortland Sutton, obviously, is a name that I think enough people know about. 68 yards on five catches. Uh, last week, Noah Fant, I think, is a, a name that sticks out in some people's mind. Is there anybody that makes you go, hmm, this guy could probably really hurt a somewhat compromised Washington defense? Well, we're supposed to be getting Jerry Judy back this week, so that should be a big boost for the Broncos' offense. Uh, he probably was going to be the number one wide receiver on this team, even though we've got Cortland Sutton. That's the way it was trending for sure. Jerry's just way more explosive than anybody we've got. Cortland Sutton's more of a 50-50 jump ball, physical wide receiver. Jerry Judy, is a, he's a difference maker out mm-hmm. there. So in theory, he should, uh, he should make a big difference. You know, you, you, you mentioned our running backs. You said you've got two pretty good running backs. Ironically, we've got two great running backs. We just don't use them ever. Mm. Uh, we, we, we don't, uh, Melvin Gordon's been running really well. Javante Williams is a rookie that we moved up in the second round to get, he's been running really well. Uh, but we're running the ball seriously, like 10 or 12 times a game. 
<laughs> it's it, 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 the, the commitment is just not there. It's amazing that you would, Tyler. It's amazing that you would do that when you yep. you know you don't have a great quarterback as we discussed, and you're missing your top receiver and you're a defense first team, right? That usually that's you, right. You know they talk about m- marrying play action to the passing game. Usually those components marry together: a strong run game, a good physical defense. You know, with, with maybe a not premier top shelf quarterback. Why are they not doing it? Well, it's just frustrating. I mean, especially as an offensive lineman, I, I watch it and I just think, man, you're setting your guys up for failure, Pat Shermer. Right. He just, he is who he is. And he's an 11 personnel guy. He wants to go three wide. He wants to launch the ball all over the field. And, you know, he, he says that he's got a commitment to the running game, that he knows that he needs it. But, you know, if, if he gets down by three points, it, it's like he thinks he's down by three scores and he just right. abandons ship entirely. You know, I, I, I watch the film and, and I honestly think he's looking for a reason to go away from the running game. Mm. Like, like, give me a bad run just so I, I don't have to even try to run it anymore it's frustrating all right we're coming back with just another little bit on mike shanahan with our guy tyler columbus right here on lowft guys we're back and better than ever that's bet online a new web interface for the start of the basketball season more props odds and lines than ever before bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit use the promo code locked on to receive that bonus from baseball to basketball football uh, the baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for this 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports at Bet Online, where the game starts. And, fellas, what have we always told you about? Built Bar is awesome. They are the best tasting protein bar ever. I usually have a Built Bar at least five days a week. Sometimes I even have two. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you, that's right, you, are missing out. You know, when you think protein bar, you think, meh, but it doesn't taste like one. It doesn't taste like, eh, it tastes awesome. Soft, easy to chew, 100% covered in chocolate. You have to try one of these amazing Built Bars yourself in order to believe it. We're not lying. They're not chalky. They're not waxy. They're not plain hard to choke down where you need a glass of water just to get it down your throat. A Built Bar is soft, again, covered in 100% real chocolate. When you take a bite into it, you know you're eating something different and something awesome for your body. Why? Because they're low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, high in protein, all of the healthy benefits on top of just eating purely delicious yumminess. So many flavors. So many flavors. Get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry barcia, And they're coming out with limited time flavors every three to four days. So check them out at Built.com. And while you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. We finish up on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Again, David Harrison back with a crossover Thursday edition. I will rejoin him for the final episode of the week as we get you set for the final game of the first half between the Washington football team and the Denver Broncos. Now just a quick wrap-up. Tyler Columbus played for Mike Shanahan in Washington. 
And of course, Mike Shanahan is still based in Denver, won two Super Bowls with the Broncos. So of course, our conversation made its way to Coach Shanahan. Has there ever really been any any serious thought to maybe bringing him back in some sort of way in the organization? And and if Fangio is on the hot seat, is anybody talking about, hey, maybe we can dip back into the uh, the annals of history here and go with Mike? Well, I, ironically, uh, let's see, I think it was two years ago now. I, I'm getting my, my timeline crossed, but uh, I think it was two years ago. Uh, when, when we fired uh, Vance Joseph, right. uh, John Elway did want to bring Mike Shanahan back, and, mm-hmm. and he tried to do it, and Joe Ellis didn't allow it. So uh, there, there was some back-channel conversation going on. John was trying to bring him back. Uh, it never ended up happening. Uh, I just saw Mike last weekend. Uh, I, I'm very close with him still. Uh, mm-hmm. I see him a lot. I was at his house for a, a, a big party that he had for the Ring of Fame. And, you know, I think he's comfortable. I, I, I would be shocked if Mike ends up back in football in an official role at any point. I mean, if you think about it, he's got a pretty good deal going on at oh, this yeah. point. Kyle's, Kyle's out there. Things yep. aren't going well for Kyle. No. Uh, but uh, – but it, he's stable, and and Mike's absolutely involved, not in an official capacity. Understood. But believe me, he's he's got a key card. He's got the video. You know, Co- you know, Coach. He's watching that tape. I mean, you know, right. I, he's right. involved in all those Zoom meetings and all that stuff. I mean, you yeah, you you know, he's still got football running through his veins. Oh yeah. I, it, and I will say, just on my way out the door, um, you know, I, I, I was at that party the, this weekend, and mm. hey, I, I'm not going to lie to you, since I'm talking on Washington uh, radio right now, uh, there was some reminiscing going on, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, it's just amazing to think uh, what what we had on that 2012 staff, uh, well, really, the, the last few years there, but, mm. you know, man, Kyle was in the building, uh, uh, Mike McDaniels was in the building, uh, <laughs> uh, Mike was in the building, and we're just sitting there talking about it, and we're like, man, are you kidding me? They had no idea what they had out there. They we had, had Mike zero. as the head coach. You had Kyle as the offensive coordinator. You I mean, you didn't, you didn't even mention Sean McVay and Matt McVay. LaFleur. You know? <laughs> McVay, McDaniels. I mean, yeah. Mike McDaniels is probably going to be the next uh, yes. young head coach. Yes. They're, they're going to need to get some more offensive success out of there in San Francisco before that happens. But yeah. don't be shocked if he gets a job at some point. I, I mean, shoot, there's going to be four or five coaches that are head coaches in the NFL that were all on that staff that got yeah. ran out of town. Yeah, I, trust me. <laughs> you, you, you know I live with the ramifications of that dysfunction and that disaster. I know you got to run, but is there any way possible that you can snap your finger and go, oh, my God, I can't believe it's 2021 and that organization is still as dysfunctional and still as much of a circus from the outside as it was when you were here? Well, it is hard to believe. It really is, Chris. And, and, and I don't gloat in that at all. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've got a, a lot of strong memories. Uh, and, and shoot, I spent four years of my career out there. So yeah. uh, I, I don't want things to be bad in Washington. I really don't. Um, but it is amazing. You know, Ron, it felt like was, was turning the culture around. And I think he still is from everything I understand from an outsider's perspective, but man, has it been a hot mess again this year with all the emails and everything else. And it's just like, wow, is anything ever going to change? I don't know. Maybe not. Tyler Palombas, always great to catch up with you. I wish we had more time. I wish we could hang out a little bit, uh, but all my best to your family. And uh, again, thank you so much for everything you've done for me and my, my, my son. And, uh, um, you know, and, and you've always been great to me and uh, uh, great to have you on the show, man. All right, Chris, enjoyed it.
All right, once again, thanks to Tyler Columbus for joining us. Make sure you give him a follow at Tyler underscore Columbus on Twitter. Listen to him on 104.3 The Fan in Denver if you want to get a little feel for the Broncos. He certainly said some interesting things throughout our three-part interview. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Again, David Harrison will be back on the next edition with a crossover Thursday edition as we hone in more on the Denver Broncos and can the Washington football team get a win. If you want to send us an email, it's LockWFTPod at gmail.com. That's LockWFTPod at gmail.com. Again, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. And thanks for always coming back for much, much more. We'll see you on the next edition of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.